Good afternoon, everybody. It is Friday, March the 27th, 2023 p.m. Pacific. Uh, I'm Dryden Pence I'm here with Layla Pence, Pence Wealth Management. We are uh, in what is now the the four, excuse me, the fifth uh, of our series as we're addressing the uh, coronavirus uh, its effect on the country and the markets. We've done both podcast and video. So welcome to the call. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Layla Pence. We're glad that you're with us today. We're going to be covering several things today. We're going to be covering the virus and the markets. And then I get to talk about the new stimulus bill and how it pertains to everyone probably on the call. And uh, then just in the economy in general, and then some of the actions that that we're taking and the actions that we think you should take. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and get right to it. Dryden, last time you talked about how the most important issue was how long it takes those who are sick to get well. Can you update us on the virus and where we are in its progression? Sure. And to remind everybody, this is the first call you've been on. The, the key number that we believe is, in, is important, as Layla mentioned, is not how many people get sick uh, or anything like that, but how long do those who are sick, how long does it take those who are sick to get well? And we now have a couple of hundred thousand data points uh, that we didn't have before. So we've, every day that goes by, we learn so much more about this virus uh, about not only how it spreads among people, but how it affects those. And again, the, the numbers really haven't changed that much. About 80% of the people get a mild case, 20% get a severe case, and, and then you know mortality rates vary by region. And, and any mortality is, is a tragedy. Uh, but it is important to remember that this particular virus does not uh, is not lethal enough to have a permanent change. Uh, in aggregate demand throughout the world. It's, just, it's not lethal enough for that to happen. It's not the pandemic of 1918. And so what that means is, in pure economic terms, is whatever the effect of this virus is, it is short. It is short-term. It is not long-term. And the thing that's affecting our economy and the markets is very much it's the reaction to the virus as the world, as our country tries to make sure we protect those of our population who are most at risk. Uh, we've stopped everything so that the, the medical community can try to get ahead of this, get logistics in place, get ventilators in place, get hospitals in place. So again, uh, all of that's happening, happening very quickly, but the most important number is how long it takes to get, get well. If you look at the data in China, China has pretty much, uh, their past, certainly the critical sides, they're pretty much fully recovered. Now they just have to begin to start getting themselves back uh, in, in going again. So it's really been about a 60-day period of time for them, and I covered that before. And what's important is it was like 30 days to where it got really bad, they hit peak virus. And then it was another 15 to 20 days after that, they hit what we call the crossover point where more people were getting well than were getting sick. And then now we're, we're another, uh, you know, that's day 60, about 15, 20 days after that. Now that pretty much are, are the vast majority of people are, are there. And indeed, the, the cases inside China now are typically imported from outside. 
What's important is not necessarily the China data, but the Korea data, because it's following very much the same pattern. So the virus is the virus is the virus. It does what it's going to do. And it, it takes this period of time, and now we have plenty of data of countries that are ahead of us in this. Now, let's talk about the United States real quick. We, it, it's, it's going to get worse before it gets better. We now have over 100,000 cases as of today. 25% of those are in New York. New York is absolutely the epicenter of this for the entire country. And, and, but the important thing to recognize is if, if on the 20th of the month we had about 63,000, 64,000 people testing positive for the virus, that also means that on about the 5th of April, you're going to have about 60 people getting over it. 60,000 people getting over it. So you need to recognize it's this it's this 15 day period. So you're going to see these really high numbers. They're testing uh, over 100,000 people a day. About 15% uh, of those are coming back positive. Uh, we test over 520,000 people, uh, you know, so far in the country. And, and those numbers are going to go up and up and up. But the important thing to rec recognize is those who are recovering and that are past it, they're going to get well within about two weeks, and those numbers are going to come down again. So this is important to know, uh, and again, this is mostly centered in New York. The rest of the country is going to have different experiences at different times. So, Dryden, when do you think the U.S. is actually going to start seeing this get better? I mean, is it really doable for us to be many of us back to work by April, by Easter? I, I think we're going to finish the president's 15 days to slow the spread uh, this weekend. Uh, remarkably, this, that's how long it is until it was declared a crisis. And so they're going to be assessing all the data. But uh, I think what will happen is sometime early next week, if not before, uh, they'll say, here's what the next plan is. And the next plan will be a 7- to 15-day plan. Uh, but also, and I've made phone calls to people we know throughout the entire country. I call them my economic tripwires, which is a network of people that I've been talking to since 2009. And, and in different parts of the country, they're having vastly different experiences. And so what I think we're going to see is uh, some parts of the country are going to, over the next several weeks, uh, we think sometime in the month of April we're going to hit peak virus. And sometime in the month of April, we're going to have moments where the counties, they'll either do it at the state level or at the county level. Uh, locally, they'll say, okay, we now have slowed the spread enough. Uh, there's not enough uh, of it here to really affect uh, everybody. We're going to switch from quarantining, quarantining everybody to just quarantining those who are most at risk and then we'll gradually let others go back to work and those who are more set be able to go back to work. The short answer to your question is we believe sometime in, the, in April we'll begin to see counties throughout the country begin to ease up on the restrictions and just protect those most at risk and then we'll spread, out, spread those out. Can you talk a little bit about these antibodies that everybody's talking about? Sure. You know, once you have it, you get these antibodies. Sure. Well, interestingly enough, the coronavirus creates antibodies in, in someone's body, uh, 
you know, and, and, and you're able to fight the virus off. And these antibodies form in between day six and day 12. So you actually build up a resistance to this virus faster than if you'd gotten a flu vaccine. Okay, so what happens is, is once people have gotten the virus, and many, many people have a mild case. I mean, there's more people have it than the testing shows, but they're only testing people that have what they think might be severe cases. So the point is, is there's a whole bunch of people we've developed antibodies on it. We, we go through this period of time of 14 days, we're done, uh, and we can go back to our normal lives. And I think that, that what's going to happen is you're going to have this immunity built up throughout the population as we go through this. Okay, so, you know, they just passed, the president just signed this $2 trillion stimulus package. And that is going to be, I mean, the market has been going up, I know, went down a little bit today, but I'm anticipation of that. So what I want to do now is kind of take you through some of the highlights. First of all, that bill is 880 pages. I've read 500 of the 880 pages. And then um, I have to take a break. So, but I do have a synopsis of some things because this is very, very important. Like Dryden says, you know, we are still going to be frozen in time here for a bit longer. And this bill is designed to allow companies to stay in business and people to, st to still have some money to gap this because this whole thing is all about timing. It it's going to take what is it, 60 to 90 days to get over this? So how do we, how do we have a country that's functional after that? And this bill is going to definitely help that. And once I go through some of the details on that, you'll see why. Well, first of all, it has, you know, this $1,200 that basically if you're making uh, a single person under $75,000, you're going to get $1,200. If you're a couple, you're going to get $2,400. If you're making $150,000 and if you have children under the age 16, you get an extra $500. So they say most families will get about $3,000. The interesting thing, though, is they're counting. So people who are retired on, on Social Security, they'll still get that. So some of you out here that their income was $150,000 last year as a couple, you actually might get $2,400 check. So we'll take it, right? And they're basically, if you haven't filed your 2019 tax return, they're going to look at the 2018 tax return. And they're going to do automatic deposits into people's bank within three weeks. So that money is going to come in pretty quickly. But they actually put what we call a bazooka in this bill for small businesses. And this is basically for businesses who have less than 500 people, employees, they are able to, if they keep their employees working, they can apply for a loan, which will cover payroll, it'll cover rent, it'll cover interest on a mortgage, utilities, and medical insurance. And if they keep those people employed after, six, after 90 days, they could get this loan forgiven. So it's like a grant. It's amazing. It's allowing these companies to really keep their employees in place. And there's been a lot of employers just today coming out and saying, even United Airlines came out and said they're not going to furlough anybody because they, airlines definitely have gotten a big benefit from here in this bill. So this is a huge business. It's really going to keep a lot of small businesses in place. And that pay, the maximum payment they will make is a million dollars. And for corporation, the maximum pay, payment is $10 million. But here is the one area in this bill that's going to affect anyone 
who is over age 70 and has an IRA. So they did this back in 2009, and they're doing it again. So for 2020, anyone who's required to take a minimum distribution from a retirement plan, whether it's an IRA, pension, 401k, whatever type of retirement plan, it is not required for 2020. So this is really huge because basically the government said, you know, December 31st values of the accounts were so much higher and we're requiring people to take required minimum distribution based on those values and then we're forcing them to sell at times where the markets are lower right now. So this is huge. So if you have taken your required minimum distribution already this year, you have 60 days, if you so choose, to pay back, to roll over that money back into your IRA, and it would be like that 60-day rule where they allow you to take out your money and pay back within 60 days, and it will not be taxed. So if any of you have taken your IRAs already, and we're going to go through many of the accounts ourselves, and, and you don't need this money to live on, then you might really want to consider putting it back into your IRA and not paying the tax on that money and letting, letting that money buy back into the market at these low prices. So this is huge. There's also any kind of, including beneficiary IRAs. If you have not, beneficiary IRAs is the only one that you can't pay back, but if you have not taken, you can, you don't have to take any required minimum distribution for, for the year 2020. That is huge, huge news for us. And, um, they have a lot of other things in there as far as if you need, if you have a hardship, they would allow you to take money out of your, your IRA and pay back. I can go into more details, but the RMD is really the main thing right here. So if you have any automatic RMDs, please contact us. It's much better to go ahead and pay, uh, use the money that in your after-tax account and let your IRA money grow and not have to pay the tax, which really brings me to... Um, a big planning thing that I'll talk about later. I'll think I'll wait and talk about that a little later. Um, there's a lot of things in this bill for unemployment. unemployment. They are going to basically give everyone an extra $600 for unemployment expenses. Um, there's student debt. They don't have to pay any student debt at all until, until September 30th. So there's a lot, a lot of benefits that's helping individuals, it's helping businesses, small businesses. It's an amazing bill. That's why the Senate voted 96 to 0. The only other four that did not vote because they couldn't vote because they had quarantine or coronavirus. So this is quite an achievement by our government, whether Democrats or Republicans. We're very proud that they were able to get together to help uh, help us, and you can see the effect of on the market. Because you have to remember, the markets, things don't have to get good; they just have to get not as bad. That's really, really important. So let me jump in and, and follow on to that. What we've seen here is uh, both on the fiscal policy side from the federal government and the monetary policy side from the Fed is both the government and the Fed have learned a valuable lesson from the crisis we had uh, in 2009. And rather than wait, uh, they, they went big and they went early. Uh, so rather than trying to, to meter out small amounts of aid, they, they, they've really 
the Fed has come tremendously forward with a lot of a large financial package, which they did last week. Now the federal government has come uh, forward with a large fiscal policy stimulus fa- package. And all of these things are designed to do the exact same thing, and that is to carry us through this period of time of the shutdown uh, so that now when things are going to gradually get back, I think long-term what you're going to see is that the stimulus is going to have a longer lifespan than the virus itself. So as we get past this really rough spot that we're having right now, which is going to be measured in a couple of weeks, I think, uh, in some parts of the country it's going to be longer, but throughout a lot of the country it's going to be a couple more weeks and then we'll be gradually getting back together. Together, What you're going to find is this stimulus package is much longer uh, than, the, than the period of time of the virus. And I think that that's going to be long-term stimulative for the economy, and therefore we're, we're positive with regard to that. So they went big, they went early, uh, and that's going to pay big, di- big dividends long-term. Now let me talk about the markets real quick. The markets are volatile, tremendously volatile. And these big swings of several you know, percent every day as, as market participants are trying to sort out, is it good news, is it bad news, is it more news, is it less news, is it more people, is it less people? Every data point is creating these overreactions to both sides. Unfortunately, that's not going to go away. We're going to continue to see this bouncing around for a while. Uh, and, and we'll be we'll be doing that probably until we reach what we call the crossover point, the point here in this country where more people are getting well than are getting sick. And we're we're a couple of weeks away we're weeks away from that. So I think what you can expect over the next several weeks is continued market volatility. Uh, there may be moments where it dips down again based on on bad news, and there'll be moments where it bounces back on good news. The thing that's important to recognize for how we at the company are managing your accounts and managing your affairs is I want to remind you, we went into this overweight uh, cash and fixed income in many of the accounts. It all depended on your individual account, but in many of the accounts, we were a little overweight in fixed income uh, and, and, and cash. And now we, so that helps us. We didn't go down as much as the market did. And now we had the ability to begin to put some of that money to work as the big shock seems to be out of it. The big shock was waiting to see, would the Fed and the federal government step in? Well, they had now. And so now we just have to get the details and how quickly does all this stuff actually get put into the economy? How quickly do we do it? And both the Fed and the federal government have said, look, we're going to do whatever it takes to get through this. So it's a whatever-it-takes moment. Uh, so I think that we can be reasonably confident that a year from now, uh, things are going to be, be certainly looking much brighter than they do today. So for us, we're, we're being measured in our response. We're taking advantage of price dislocations as we see it. Uh, we're, I think what you're going to recognize in your accounts over time is that this is where owning individual stocks really, really makes a difference because you're not swinging with all the ETFs and all the variables in the market. We're owning the stock uh, that are well positioned to weather the storm and come out uh, well on the other side. So uh, again, we've been through these moments before uh, and we now see policy response that helps us get through it. 
and we're going to continue to, to navigate this volatility uh, on your behalf. And we're going to continue to give you a lot of information as we go on. Uh, but I think that, that uh, we're, we're in this moment where, uh, again, your investment time horizon is much longer than the period of time that this virus is going to be affecting our markets or our economy. Uh, and those things are fairly bright. I'll give it back to Layla. So, you know, I said it before, like Warren Buffett, when there's blood in the street, this is really when you want to be investing. This is why I strongly recommend action one. If you've taken your RMD and you do not, your required members region, and you don't need it for this year to live on, contact us and pay back that. And if you do that, now that you don't have to take this required minimum distribution, number two, you really should look at Roth conversion because you can convert your IRA into a Roth at these very, very low prices. And what I've been doing is we've been moving just individual companies that I think could continue to, you know, that would outperform on the way up. And we're moving these into your Roth account. And when the market turns, those accounts will be dramatically improved they will grow on a tax-free basis. It's a really a great opportunity to Roth convert if you can pay low tax. But now that the government is not requiring the required minimum distribution, it's more beneficial than ever to do this. Number, so basically, if you don't need the RMB, give it back. And if you haven't taken it, contact us and let us know that you may not want to. Number two, consider Roth conversion. Number three, consider adding to your account. If you have money in the bank that's just sitting there earning nothing, this is the time to actually begin to add. We are seeing buys in the market, like Dryden says, individual companies that are paying dividends, that have unbelievable outlook. They will be there a year from now. Companies that have billions of dollars in their, on their balance sheet that will come out of this even better than where they are if you have a one-year time horizon for you, for your investment, which if you don't, you shouldn't be in the market, then this is the time to add to your portfolio and give us the opportunity because we don't know and no one can tell you where the bottom is or where the top is. All we know is that we can see good prices and our job is to dollar cost average in as we see opportunity. And we've done an amazing job with it, haven't we, Dryden? Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of everybody in the company, and, and just so for you who are listening know, your your investment team and your service team have uh, been working throughout, about half the firm does is working from home uh, so we can maintain social distancing. We have the teams broken up so they can do that. Most of the investment team uh, it, it stays here in the office because uh, we fight the market battle every day. Layla stays here in the office, but, but the point of the matter is, is, is we're doing the things here in the office uh, to make sure we take care of each other so we can do a good job to take care of you. Um, and we're buying lunch for everyone every day so they don't have to go. And, and that way we're also supporting the local, the local economy. Local economy. So, but but, but I, do, I do want to kind of bring this home and sum a few things up. First of all, what's happened in the last week is really significant. The federal response to the virus in and of itself has gone up tremendously 
Uh, the logistics are coming into place. We're now testing 100,000 people a day. Uh, you, you have a lot of things coming into place. The data over the next week is going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, you're going to see more cases, more data. New York is the epicenter. Uh, that is true, but it, as you test more people, you find out more people have it. Uh, but two weeks from now, you're going to begin to see a lot of people getting better because the virus has a 14-day period. The big concerns that we've had over the stoppage uh, of the economy or the shelter-in-place orders or the shutdown of the economy, uh, we now have policy response from the Federal Reserve and the federal government to ameliorate that and get us through this period of time. Uh, and then sometime in the month of April, this is what we think, we'll hit a peak virus. We'll also probably be very close to the crossover point where more people are getting well than getting sick. Um, and, and you're going to begin to see a county by county. These are our expectations, and we're waiting for the policy to come out. But at some point, you're going to see a county by county uh, opening of the restrictions uh, where the country is going to get back to work, uh, and we're going to do the best we can to get back to normal while we protect those uh, who are most vulnerable to the virus. So during the month of April, you can see this transition, uh, we think, from the shutdown to the, uh, the quarantine of those who are most vulnerable, because that's who we're really trying to protect. Um, so, and in the meantime, there's enough uh, fiscal and monetary policy response to get us through this rough patch, uh, and those things will still be in place uh, at, at, with great magnitude. Uh, in the future, and we're going to come out on the other side of this. So I sincerely thank all of you for the trust that you have put in us here in the firm. We have been working day and night uh, to be worthy of that. Uh, I'm really proud of our entire team. I Me think they've done a great job. Um, I think that uh, they continue to do so. Uh, I will also be giving another video uh, update if you've seen some of the previous ones we'll do that Monday or Tuesday um, so you can look at the video and see the slides that we see every day the data that we see every day uh, to kind of let you understand uh, clearly how this is affecting the economy how this is affecting the markets how this is affecting your current circumstances in the future and we are here every day uh, doing what we do let us be us so you can be you uh, to make sure that we're, we're taking care of getting you through this. Uh, we appreciate the trust and faith. And thank you all very much. We've been receiving many emails and letters, you know, telling us to, that th we are doing a great job and hanging there, and we're hanging in there, and we're excited about the future after we go through this rough time. So with that, thank you all for being on this call, and hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, Leyland Dryden. Now on um, your disclosure. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for individuals. Historical performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The economic forecast set forth may not develop as predicted and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Penn's Wealth Management does not provide legal and or tax advice or services. Please consult your legal and or tax advisor regarding your specific situation. LPL Financial and Penn's Wealth Management are, are separate entities. Security Advisory Services Office through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member, FINRA, SCIC. Thank you again.